Hey, what's going on, people? This is Samar. This is going to be episode 39 of the No Name Podcast. I got my man Mike Sykes over here. What's going on, Mike? What up? Happy uh, Kyrie Day. <laughs> definitely, definitely. This is uh definitely going to be Kyrie Day. This podcast is going to be a lot of Kyrie slash Cavs slash Eastern Conference talk. Um, It's the dog days of the NBA, but we just had a big, big trade. Uh, Kyrie Irving was shipped to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jay Crowder, uh, the European big. It's 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 and the Brooklyn first round pick, which is ridiculous that that pick that that pick was included in this. We just we not yeah we're jumping right into this. Unprotected. Um, that is a lot. That is a lot to that give is up. A lot. That is a ton to give up for for Kyrie. A ton. What was your your first thoughts when you heard the trade, though? Besides so I, the I, fact that it was the first thing. The first thing I thought was that um, Kyrie Irving is about to go crazy this year in Boston. Like I don't know if that makes the Celtics any better, but with the way that Isaiah Thomas was popping off and um, and Brad Stevens' system, like it. Kyrie Irving is is about to have a lot of the same results. Um, I I think it's a good fit. Um, I think he's a good fit on the Celtics. Like you said, I I do think they gave up way too much. I think Cleveland made out really really well for themselves. And in a way, Man, by the way, look, I did not think that they were going to. Cleveland destroyed that trade. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm with you in, in some of that. Like I do agree that Kyrie is gonna have a big year this year. I don't know how much his teammates are gonna like having Kyrie there, there as much as they had like having IT there. I just think there's a different. Even if their games like their games are really similar in a lot of ways, um, there are some subtle differences, of course. But I mean, Thomas is way more of a passer than Irving, yeah. for example. Like yes, he's he's way more of a willing passer. I, weirdly enough, I think Kyrie might be a better passer. I just I, think he's not willing. Yeah, I, Kyrie, I was going to say, Kyrie can be a good passer, but he's never willing to pass because yeah. why would you pass the ball when you can dribble through everything? Yeah, and I think that <laughs> – I feel like that's going to be annoying for a lot of those guys, and I don't know if you can change Kyrie at all. Yeah, I, I do think – because there, there was an element to the Celtics offense last year right, where, like, it was it was all about moving the ball and making the right play and and the thing was that like Isaiah Thomas was often that right play, um, and often like sprung open just from off of the ball action and and being screened and sc- actually screening himself. Yeah. Um, so like th- those are things that like Kyrie is going to have to do that like I don't know if he's willing to do on a regular basis because like it's one thing to to be in like a three one pick and roll. With LeBron in the NBA Finals, but to do that all year long is is a different story. Well, that's why I, I I'm I re, like I'm going to reserve I reserve the right to to be wrong on this, of course. Um, but I'm not sure how. Like, I don't like the trade as much as everybody does for the Celtics. So it seems that a lot of people do for the Celtics. Uh, I get Kyrie is a, is a name, and I get that Kyrie is a talented player. But like you said, there's certain things that Isaiah did last year that fit in Boston's system that I don't know if Kyrie 
not that he won't do it. I don't know how well he can do it. Like, I don't know how well he can play off the ball. Um, I know he played off the ball a little bit with LeBron early on, but that wasn't working as well as it, you know, it probably should have. And LeBron switched more to an off the ball role, which a lot of people also didn't talk about. Uh, I think it, it, we should clarify, team. like, playing off the ball does not mean, like, you're just spotted up, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you're moving, moving off the ball. Cutting, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's springing open off of different screens. That's screening for other people. Yeah. Which is not easy. Stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. I don't think it's something you can just pick up in one season. I think it's something you have to learn over time. And I also think it's something if, at a certain age, if you don't have it, you may not develop it. And I keep coming back to this, but that first year in Cleveland, when um when LeBron sort of took Kyrie off the ball, and not off the ball, but he took him out of the playmaking role. Yeah, I I keep coming back to that. It just it rubbed me. It always rubbed me the wrong way. It's like part of it is because it was the regular season. It's like this is really when you should want to allow guys to to get the room to do stuff. Yeah, and also, coach, like. I, I know, I know. And if they had an actual coach, I don't think that happens. But it did, and I think that hurt. I still think that hurt Curry a lot in, in, his, in his development, at least early on. Um, I don't know. I guess the, the results outweigh, outweigh everything in that instance. And the results were an NBA championship, what, three trips to the final? Yeah. So. I got, yeah, in that regard, yes, the results probably do outweigh everything else. But I still, I do think that hurt his development a little bit. Um, but back to that, to the trade. So, in terms of of actual, in terms of just raw numbers, Kyrie and Le, and um, LeBron, Kyrie and I, Isaiah Thomas, their numbers match up a lot. Right, it's just more so style of play. Things like uh, some more, if you go into more raw data, things like that, you, then that's when you start seeing the subtle little differences. So that's going to yeah. be interesting to see. Uh, the other thing, too, for me, and I know um, before we started the podcast, you spoke about it as well. Um, Jay Crowder being in, involved in this trade, that was interesting for me. I didn't know why. Like, I felt like. I mean, it's great to have Jalen Brown, both Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum on the roster, right? But like, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you if you because the Celtics are a team that I feel like can win games right now, even though like it doesn't feel like they're building toward that. Um, they're kind of like teetering the line on both. I felt like they could have moved either. Brown or Tatum um, in this deal rather than Jay Crowder because I don't know. Crowder, one, is on one of the best deals in the league and is. Uh, is it one up or it probably is the best deal in the league? Well, yeah, sure. Or I, I Isaiah. Because Isaiah, Isaiah is on the last year. Yeah. Crowder's what, two more years or another Three. year after this one? Yeah, until uh, 2020. Oh, yeah. So, so. <laughs> yes, that is a, an amazing deal. Um, and for Cleveland, them getting Crowder for me is is big too. Because 
that small ball lineup now that they go with. Yeah, that it's, lineup it's, is it's a lot be, better. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. Yeah. I mean, you know, Isaiah Thomas, whoever at the two, whoever you want to put. Yeah. Um, Bron, Crowder, and Love, and or Thompson. Or, or Thompson. Love or Thompson. Like, that's a good lineup. And, and you can. The spacing. Yeah, the spacing is going to be crazy. So this is like this is like Shane Battier, right in um, in Miami, where like yeah. LeBron now has once again uh, um, a small ball four who can play uh, play the three on offense and space the four out, but go guard the uh, the opposing power forward on the yeah. other end. Like that's that's huge. No, they basically Richard Jefferson. They upgraded Richard Jefferson's role. To yeah. Jay Crowder, not really his role, but you know what I mean. Like when they go with that small ball lineup, that's right. usually Richard Jefferson there. Like this is this Jay is Crowder. Richard Jefferson's spot, and now yeah. it's Jay Crowder, which is yeah. like a huge difference. Cause like, I mean, this is like I don't think this puts them on the same level as Golden State, but this definitely, in my opinion, separates them um, a lot further from the rest of the East. Like they're oh, nah. they're, they're, they're a way better team now than they yes. Were There's nobody in the East that's close to them now. Yeah. Um. For LeBron, is this enough to convince LeBron to stay? I don't know. Uh, I I think you have to you have to let let the season play out. Or let me let me flip something for you real quick. Let's let me give you a scenario, not a scenario, but let me let me. If you take that pick and the young big that you just got, can you flip them for something that will help? Right now, like what? And over the next couple of years, depends on what we're talking about. Cause like, so there was a uh, report. I can't remember who said it, but and I, I don't think this is even like there's a super percent chance that this happens. But the league is also broke, so we never know. Um, Kevin Love in, in the pick for Anthony Davis. I doubt that that nah, that there's any. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, if it one, you know what? I mean, look, if, if the league is broken, bro. The league is broken, right? Like I didn't see this coming, but it happened. So like I can't say that. Like I'll probably never say never to a trade again. But like same time, if the Pelicans take that deal as as a team, like. It just we should just contract them. Like. Yeah, yeah, you got to at that point. Like, let's <laughs> <laughs> just get him um, out of the league. Just poor buggy. If that were to happen, remove the Pelicans. Poor, poor buggy. I mean, maybe maybe you trade for him. You know, like I mean, if things go, that's what I was thinking south, when I know. when I first read that report. I was thinking that that trade makes more sense if it's buggy and not a day because you don't trade a day. Yeah, it, I mean, you, you can't trade. Davis until yeah, like until it's time. Like, listen, if you lose AD, it has to be because AD told you I'm not signing with you, right? And it's a Paul George type situation where I'm not resigning with you, and then you just figure out the best whatever for him. You can't trade AD at 24. Yeah, no, and way. he's one of the five best players in the – we keep forgetting when we name the top five players in the league, anyway, by the way. We always forget about Anthony Davis, and it annoys me. I mean, listen. We're in that top five. 
if he gave us a summer, it's not easy picking a top five. Like, it's not. Let, let me just say that because like there's there are so many good players in the league that are like. Like, you could legitimately be like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E. You know uh, what I you mean? Know what? You know what? I'm wrong. AD's not in the top five. See, look at you. Look at you. Because, you, no, wait, you, where do you put him? Wait, 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 where do you put him? LeBron. I don't know. Like, I would have to Hold think on, about let's, it. Let's, let's go through it really quick. LeBron, KD, LeBron, Durant, Curry, Curry Kawhi, um, Kawhi, Harden, Harden, Westbrook, Westbrook. Then Davis, I guess. But like, say, like, so like, I could legitimately make an argument that Anthony Davis is better than all of those dudes. I can make an argument that Anthony Davis is better than everybody I just named except for three people. Yeah, I mean, like, that's but that's what I'm saying though. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I can make so arguments like, better, but with three people. Ooh, for for me, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like I can make the argument about all of the, them. Like, there's, there's an. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm out. There's no argument that he's better than KD. I'm, I'm sorry. KD is the best player in the league. There's no argument to make that Anthony Davis is a better player than KD. Today. I don't think he's better. I know you agree with me. <laughs> but also, I, I can I make did. an argument. No, there's no argument. <laughs> there's no argument. KD is the best. KD is the best player in the league. There's no argument that you're gonna make that Anthony Davis is a better player than KD. There's an argument that you can make that he's a better player and that he's a more – not even a better player, I guess, because who knows about better, I guess, is the real word. Is he more, is he more valuable than – if there was a trade, if all seven of these guys get traded today, who gets the most return? Um, probably Davis. I think so too. Younger, probably. I would go with him. Um, I, I think it's him, LeBron, KD. Oh no, Curry. Rudy Gobert hit Isaiah. T- oh no. Yeah, he hit the retweet of that. Uh, the tweet that he sent out. Oh there. no, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Still topic. I love how petty the league is in 2017. That's crazy. Oh, thanks to Twitter. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and we weren't even supposed to be talking about anything today. I know, but this is fun. <laughs> this, this, is what, this is what the podcast is, bro. It's just tangents and never stand on topic. And then going back to the topic no, later. So- Celtics Twitter, Twitter is so broken right now. Like It is. There's like a mixture of hurt and then there's like some excitement and then there's like... It is. Um, right, let's go back to the topic. Purgatory. So, here's my, here's my other thing, right? You could you could have... You didn't want to trade the pick for... Paul George, you didn't want to trade the pick for Jimmy Butler. You didn't want to trade the pick for DeMarcus Cousins. T, Jay Crowder, the European big, and the pick for uh, for Kyrie. But you wouldn't trade the pick for Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, Hold on, hold on. You wouldn't trade the pick 
draft folks and then let IT walk after next year and build around those guys. And now you have to trade. You lose Avery Bradley. And I said this on Twitter. Uh, they've lost now. And now, now that this happened, they lost their starting point guard, their starting shooting guard, their starting small forward, their starting power forward. The only starter from last year is Al Horford. I mean, questionable that they upgraded at every position but two. So, so okay, that's what I that's what I was going to get in. I was going to ask you, did you did you feel like they upgraded at um, at any position, right? Like, cause uh, point guard, I don't, I don't know. Like, like we like we said, it all depends on how Kyrie takes to to the system, right? If Kyrie doesn't take to the system, this can end really horribly. Or this could be the thing, and Brad Steven, you have to fire Brad Stevens, and and then which would be horrible again. So it all depends. If Kyrie doesn't stick to the system, this ends horribly. Uh, shooting guard, I have no clue what their shooting guard is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Jalen Brown or, or – uh, I think it has to be Jalen Brown, honestly. Because, like, if you're starting – saying Hayward. I mean, okay, so, like, you have Brown and Hayward on your wing. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, it cannot be, in my opinion, it cannot be – Marcus Smart. Like, if you're starting Marcus Smart at the two, I think you're you're moving a bit backwards there. Like, so if it's Jalen Brown, even all right. So if it's Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart, that is not an upgrade. That is a downgrade when you go from Avery Bradley. Sure. Okay, but but I I also Avery short Bradley was hurt for most of the year. Yeah, and it's also a short term. If it's Jalen, because maybe Jalen Brown becomes special. There's always that potential. Sure. Um, or not even that he's – even if he's if he's better than – he's Luke, Yeah, if he's better than Avery Bradley, who I think is a, is a good player. If Jalen if Brown becomes a good player, then that's fine. You upgraded that small forward, clearly. Upgraded that power forward. Uh, I mean – Did you upgrade a power forward? So, I know he's a better player, per se. But did you really upgrade a power forward? I mean, you can definitely argue. But you, like, it's tough to say. Well, I mean, in terms of in terms of on a court, it's probably an upgrade, right? Um, in terms of from everything that I've read about Amir Johnson, great locker room guy. Great chemistry guy. Yeah. He was the guy that everybody went to when they had issues with stuff. That, even though that it's not it's not tangible in terms of numbers, but it's tangible when the court, where, when you watch them play. Right? Stuff like that is tangible. When, when teams lose those kind of guys, those super glue guys. Yeah, but you, I mean, you can find another. And, but it also takes time for that to develop. Right? You don't just become, you don't just I mean, wake also, up. Is it- who is going to even start at power forward for them? Uh, Morse. Is he going to start at power forward? Because, I mean, okay. I mean, if that if that's okay. I mean, who else is there? Yeah, because they're they're just a, they're just a team with a bunch of wings. Which is yeah. Like, 
there's no Al Horford's a, a good rim protector. Al Horford's a good, a really good defender, right? I'm not gonna say he's a good rim protector, but he's a really good defender. Um, he's good at at calling out things on the back end. He's good at switching. But is he a rim protector per se? No. They don't have a rim protector. Um, I, I think they know. lost. They lost a little bit front end defensively. I don't know if this team is better offensively and defensively than it was last year. And I think, think they'll be better offensively, but I I don't think they'll be better defensively. Which is like I'm not saying too much because I mean they were 13th defensively last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they weren't a good defense. They were a, a decent defense last year, and now they're probably a little worse than that. So. Yeah, this just the fact that they were Boston had a chance to add Hayward and another superstar wing player. Yep, passed up away with nothing. Came away with nothing because you didn't want to pull the trigger on. And that's the other part, right? This is the part that annoys me the most. You didn't want to pull the trigger on the Paul George or Jimmy Butler trade until you figured out what was going on with Hayward, right? Why? Why? I need a reason as to why you do that. You can't say it's because of cap space because you can make moves to free up some cap space. You have a million picks. Boston will – or um, Boston. New Jersey will take – or why am I calling New Jersey? Brooklyn will take – uh one contract for picks. There's teams that still will take contracts on for picks. Hell, the Sixers probably will still do it at before well before they were able to sign JJ and Amir. I'm pretty sure the Sixers would have did it too. Yeah. Um there are teams that you can find that will do that still to this day. So you can't say it was because of the cap space because you can free up cap space easily. Would you not make I, I I don't understand why you don't make that trade. Yeah, it's is I I don't have a reason. So now you go into the season with Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler slash Paul George, Gordon Hayward, whoever you sign at power forward or whatever you do at power forward, Al Horford. You still have the number one pick, so you draft Fultz. So now if you don't want to resign Isaiah, you're not stuck. You have a point guard of the future. You still have Jalen Brown. You still have Marcus Smart. You still have uh, Zizic. Or I can't. Um, you have a ton of options. That sounds a lot more appealing than Kyrie, whoever you have at two guard, whether it's Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, whoever you start at power forward, and Al Horford. That sounds like a team that can compete. The team you have, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean, the team that they have right now is is definitely built more toward the future. Yeah, I would it's, say than than anything else. But even then, if it's built toward the future, why did you give up the Brooklyn put, uh, pick? If you're saying your timetable is not this year, your timetable is the, because they got the Lakers pick from y'all. It's two through five for today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Five protected. Like, 
I mean, if, if it it's ain't. one, you don't get to pick. If it's six or over, you don't get to pick. I guess they're good with that. I mean, all right. Am I saying the back? No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's if it's yeah, I, I if it's two accurate. through five, that's the only way they get to pick. If it's two through five, if not, next year's uh, Kings pick becomes the, the Celtics. So again, you you don't have to give up your pick. You don't. I don't think you had to give up your pick for that trade to happen, the Kyrie trade. I don't. I really don't. Now, if you're Cleveland, you're in a beautiful position. You brought in somebody for LeBron this year. You brought in a team that that's probably better than your last year's team, right? Um. Wait. You have. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm reading the uh, the pick protection. The future first-round pick that Boston will receive will be the Los Angeles Lakers' first-round pick in the 2018 NBA draft, provided that such pick is number two, number three, number four, number five. Yeah, it's 2 five protected, and if not, then the uh, Kings' pick in 2019 goes to the Celtics. Right, okay. Again, if it ends up the number one or the number six pick, which it's a very good possibility that it's not uh, two, three, four, five. There's a Good chance that the Lakers are – you get what I'm saying? Like, they're the 10th worst team in the league. I was about to be the best rookie of all time. If you listen to, <laughs> to the Lakers, I know we're not talking about the stuff, but you hear what they said about him being like Magic? Yeah. I Jesus mean, I, just, Christ, I, trying to say, I get what no. they're saying, too, but, but no. don't I, say that, man. Don't put that pressure on the kid. His dad can say that. You, as the organization, should not say that. It better not flop, man. <laughs> I told you that a while ago, and this is before the Lakers even did anything. But, yeah. but yeah, you had a chance to to develop something. You get the number one pick this year. That Boston pick or that that uh, Brooklyn pick becomes the number one pick this year. Now you have yeah. mini KD. Right, they could have had Porter. Yo, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, but like, yo, I mean, just think about it from from, from um, Cleveland's perspective, right? Like now, you get to choose between um, Porter or Bagley, yep. right? And you get, I mean, even if LeBron leaves, like you you still That's can fine. can resign potentially Isaiah Thomas if you want, or you let Isaiah walk and you rebuild. Now that you well, have, right. you already say. have Porter on board, and now you just. You have your next superstar for the next seven years that you control for the next seven years. Right. So Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland could be good. They're um, fine. Cleveland made out perfectly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just surprised that it even got to the, like it. It was so crazy, and it's crazy because number one, like the Celtics are the team that has been setting the market for the last few months, right? Like we just talked about it. They weren't willing to trade this pick for Paul George. They weren't willing to trade it for Jimmy Butler. Like. Yeah, for whatever reason, like it was on the table and the deal didn't happen, right? Yeah. So, so like that, that turned things down. Like that cooled the 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 market on superstars off. Like if the Celtics aren't willing to give this up, then why would why would we give up the assets that we have? Says random team that is trying to trade for these players. But now, I mean, you, it's so crazy because. 
you were you're you're willing to do it for for Kyrie Irving. So that I, I feel like that kind of shifts things back in the other direction where like now say DeMarcus Cousins does um say he is on the market if if things go go south for the Pelicans this year. Um like how how are teams how are teams looking at that? Are are teams saying, okay, if if they gave this up for Kyrie, we have to send a similar package? Or are they saying like he got traded for pennies on the dollar before? Why should it be any better than that? Like it, it it's it's difficult to tell. Yeah. Um it's weird. And it sounds like I'm I'm hating on or not hating on the subjects, but I'm like I'm really down on them. I am, but it's still they're in a great place still. Jesus Christ, they're they in a great space. They're in a great space. I, I just want to make sure I say that so that anybody listening to this doesn't think like, how can you say that? They have two uh, all-stars and uh, da 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 Like, I, I get it. I get it, guys. I get it. They're in a great space. I'm just thinking of what kind of space they could have been if they did things a little differently. I mean, it would, be, it would be crazy to have, you know, four, maybe four potential all-stars. Like, yeah, which, is, which was definitely on the table. Isaiah... Gordon Hayward, Jimmy Butler slash Paul George, Al Horford, Fultz, Jalen. Like that's a that's just just to think about that is insane. Yeah. And that's what they could have potentially had, plus the Brooklyn pick, plus whatever. Or they could have traded just still did the, the Fultz trade, kept the Brooklyn pick. Now they have the Brooklyn pick and the Lakers pick. They have two great in their own pick. They have great chances at a number one pick, and I think they have Memphis's pick or something like that. I think they had Memphis. Let me. I want to check that real quick, but I, I'm pretty sure they had Memphis's pick too. Yeah, they do have Memphis's pick. Yeah. See? <laughs> and, and, the, um, and the Clippers, I believe. There you go. So, like, they're they, good. I mean, yeah, they're like fine. Memphis. But it is. It, it still just doesn't make sense to not like it. I mean, if if we're if we're Reflective, like, and and I guess like it doesn't matter ultimately because they um be because I mean they they didn't make the trade right like they they didn't pull the trigger and they pulled the trigger on this one but like and like I hate to keep going back like the the whole I mean this feels like the James Harden trade right like yeah the team that oh the Memphis pick is like, next year by the way Memphis. This, okay Memphis is next year okay yeah and so is the Clippers Memphis and Clippers are both twenty nineteen. Oh, see, okay. See, I'm I'm still thinking, and I'm in 2017 mode because the season never really ended because Kyrie Irving was, didn't want to be traded until August 22nd, yeah. which it is. My my brain is fried. Like, but I'm 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 glad. Like, so so now we have this out the way, right? Like, whenever the Knicks and Melo choose to uh, figure out what the hell they're going to do. Like, we can have that out the way. Then maybe we'll have a week of offseason, right? Like, maybe maybe we'll be good and training camp can start the next day. But, but like, maybe we'll get a day off. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. Because I don't think Danny just done. What else are you going to do? Like, I still need a power forward, I guess, or a run protector. And the thing about this trade, like, I don't know, man. Like you, you're not. It's, it's uh, you're not competing with the Warriors with this, right? Nah, like, but, but and they're defend, and they're they're able to the next two to three years 
you know, maybe in two to three years, the Warriors aren't the Warriors. And now, even though I still think they're going to be the Warriors, as long as KD is there, I still think they're going to be the Warriors for at least the next seven years. Like, not seven, at least the next five. How, how does how does um how does Isaiah Thomas fit in Cleveland? Right, because we I mean we just talked about him being a a great fit for um Boston, so, but like that and like Isaiah was good in Sacramento. Right, he had some really good years in Sacramento. Um, was mm-hmm. an underrated player off the bench, but like now. He's the starting point guard in Cleveland alongside LeBron. Like, how how does that work? Oh, I think it works perfectly. Um, the only thing, I mean, yeah, it works. Per- I think it works perfectly. I think it works more for Bron. I think I think Bron might like this pairing a little bit more than he likes the Kyrie pairing in in some ways. Um, I think Kevin Love is going to enjoy this as well. Like, can you? Uh, I know last year we were saying Love was probably their second best player, but if you can restructure mm-hmm. the offense a little bit and have Love with the ball a little bit more, I, like I think you can kind of run some of the stuff you ran in Boston, but with Love in that hour spot offensively. I don't think it's as good. So I mean, he's not as good of a screener. He's not. He's not as good, but he's still a really good screener. I think he's a little bit better of a passer. I disagree. See, you're. I think I feel like you're disagreeing because we haven't seen Kevin Love in a in a role as a uh, as the main focal in three years, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's a really good yes. passer, but like Minnesota, I, I hope is. I know. I hope. I hope it would take the ball and, and run the break. I know. I hope it was. It was. Well, I mean, Kevin Love didn't have to. He could just throw the pass. <laughs> <laughs> just just, yeah. just, just <laughs> throw a touchdown. Just throw a ninety-four foot pass. Like, all right, whatever. Sure. But like, I mean, Kevin Love was really, really, really good in that role in Minnesota. Really good. Yeah, he was. And I, I don't think you go completely back to that because I mean, LeBron is there still. <laughs> like, you still have LeBron on the team. But I think you can kind of involve Love a lot more now. I don't think Isaiah is the type of player where he. I don't know if Isaiah really cares about that part of it. Like Isaiah just wants to. Play. I feel like he just wants to play and win. And not saying he doesn't care about his numbers, but you know what I mean. Like I don't think he. If he scores twenty a game instead of twenty five, yeah, I think he's good with that. Yeah, I don't think he cares at all. He, that's what and he if, did before. Yeah, and if his. Um, if his usage drops even a little bit more, I don't think he cares about that either. It's like, all right, whatever. So, I wonder what this does for his contract situation. I mean, if he has a crazy playoff, that can't hurt, right? Oh no, I won't. That that will help him. But like, I don't know. Like, you see, in the position to do that, I know a lot of people are speculating that maybe the hip. Isn't wasn't isn't right? Yeah, because he's still not cleared to play. Andrew Wiggins fires agent shortly after negotiating 148 million dollar max weird. deal. That was a weird story. Um, what happened? What 
I mean, it so I, the 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 story the the basis of it was that Wiggins they BSD had negotiated his deal, and then after they negotiated his deal, he cut ties with them to go with a um, because apparently like there had been other agencies uh, recruiting Wiggins, or like that were startups, and they didn't the the. Uh, the um their percentages were lower, like their their commission percentages were lower. Oh, um, so, I mean, if they negotiated the deal though, there's people yeah, if they, if they negotiate, and, yeah. they still get they get a piece of this. The, yeah, the, uh, the get a piece of that. But yeah. like the thing for Wiggins is that he has the um his Adidas deal is is up in two years, so he'll be looking to uh to cash out with them. Yeah. Um, in a couple years, so like, whatever they yeah. negotiated from that is just like, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just, a lot of Andrew. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what the thinking might be here. Like, I know, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just laughing. Got to prove a lot though, Andrew. If you want that, uh, I mean, he'll get paid. He'll get paid off it. I think like he's not. It's not getting any lower than it is now. Like, and it was yeah, just he just re up. If Andrew Wiggins is the same player in two years that he is today, yeah. I don't even know if you re up with Andrew Wiggins. That's. I mean, listen. If John is out here still looking for a deal, <laughs> that's 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 his choice. I mean, I, his choice. it's his choice per se. <laughs> but John is also John should have a signature shoe. Let's just keep it a buck. He had one. He had one. I know. I know. He Give had two. He had, he had two different ones, but should have had three. John should be on Nike or John should be a signature Nike person or a signature that Nike. So I mean if he goes to Nike there's no way. But this is way off topic. This is way off topic. This is and this is also more for your your podcast. I was about to say this is like this is what I would be talking about. Which I have <laughs> no problem talking about this. Like I have absolutely no problem. Yeah, but, I mean it's still the NBA offseason, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know I know Kyrie just got traded, but like how how many how long can we go about saying the same like talking about how shocked we are that this trade happened? Um yeah. here's here's the thing. Here's a something. Phoenix. Um what are they, they should have made this trade. Yeah, like they should have made the trade. But, but but also, they don't want to make the trade. Like you know, like they are. They should have the made the trade. Seventy apparently. They're not. Like they even ha- they have their there, little slogan. No. There's not one. There's not one in have you, there. Have you seen that? Are you offended? Are you offended? Nah, no, I'm not offended at all. I want the if that's how they feel fine. I love Josh Jackson. I'm a huge Josh timeline. Jackson. I'm the one that said Josh Jackson is the best player in his draft. But Devin Booker scored 70 points in the game, and we just want to talk about it. I'm going to say like, this again. There's not one in B there. Not a one. Not a nair. Not a nair. There's not a Ben Simmons there. Like, there's no. Who's the. I mean, who's the uh, yo, who's Devin, the Booker's, guy? Devin Booker's really good. I think Devin he Booker, can be a friend. No, 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 no. Devin Booker's not really good. I'm not going to allow oh, you. I'm man. not going to allow you to do that. Devin Booker is re- is really young. Devin Booker has a ton of potential. So we okay. We're right. not gonna say Devin Booker is good today. Is Devin Booker a really good player today? Is um, he a good player today? Like good on what scale? 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to quantify it with different ways. Come on, bro. Devin Booker is... I mean, he's... Okay. There's a lot of talent there. Yes, there's a ton of talent there. I, I was I was not high on Devin Booker. I remember me, you, and Wilson had this argument about Devin Booker. I don't. I mean, I'm still really not high on him. Like, to be completely honest with you, I just I'm, know I just know how people look at him. I'm high on Devin Booker in terms of a prospect, but I still would say Devin Booker is not. He's not a good player. He's a minus defender. Score seventy points means absolutely nothing to me. And a yeah, was, game he lost by twenty. They got blown out in that game, by the way. Yo, I mean, this is a thing. Like, okay, so I'm looking at his numbers right now. He had a 14.6 PER, but scored 70 points in the game. Exactly. Even and uh, PR is not the all NBA. All. Yeah, we know this, but but it's a good. It's a good. If, if you're not worth 15, then that's that's really bad. 15 is like an average NBA player. That if is, you're not that's, that's 15, the average. Bad. Yeah. That's the average. So. Again, Devin Booker is not a good player. Yeah, so I, I mean, I really don't know what Phoenix is doing. I, I agree with you. Like, I, I didn't think. Um, I, I felt like they should have made the trade, and I also felt like um, I didn't know why people were calling Devin Booker. Well, I know why people were calling Devin Booker untouchable, but like, I didn't. I also didn't feel like he was untouchable. But um, you know, I mean, this is the way people felt. And but you didn't even have to put Devin Booker on, in the trade. Like, yeah, I mean, they were asking for what? J- Josh Jackson? Yeah, Josh Jackson, and, uh, uh, Bledsoe, a pick. Bledsoe, a pick, a pick and um, one of the uh, other guys. Uh, Warren, uh, TJ Warren was probably going to be the guy that they threw in there. That is not, <laughs> that is not something I would be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. All right. And, and again, I'm I'm the guy that's not that high on Kyrie, and I would do that in a heartbeat. But I, I think I, the thinking behind that was like, okay, we get Kyrie Irving for two years, but like, can we really build a, a team that is competitive around Kyrie Irving in the Western Conference in two years? And the answer is no. Like it's unequivocal. No, yeah, it's not. The answer is no. But you get Kyrie, and now maybe next year you're able to bring in Demarcus Cousins. Maybe you're able to. You still have a ton of young assets. Maybe you're able to flip. Um some of these other young assets that you have for something. We just seen Jimmy Butler get traded for an injured Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, who could not see the floor last year, and what, the seventh pick in the draft? Yep. And I swapped you my pick, and you gave me the 16, even though you were the one trading the megastar. Yep. We just seen that happen. We just seen Paul George get traded for Oladipo and Sabonis. This just happened. So there's you can't sit here and, and pretend like once you get Kyrie, there's nothing else you can do. Oh, we traded Josh Jackson and our pick for Kyrie. We're, we're stuck with Kyrie for the next two. No, you can make other moves. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why the Suns didn't do this. And you have untouchable Devin Booker. Apparently. Yo. <sighs> Why didn't I mean I guess that's the only team. Ever since Cleveland I mean since New York Mello said he he didn't want to go to Cleveland, I guess that really was the only team. 
which is also funny. Melo said not to banana boat to one of his banana boat brethren. I think it's because he doesn't know Bron Stanley. Like, I mean, I don't know. That, that's the reason. But Melo up. Melo's up, what, the year? Not next season, but the year after, right? They can opt out. Um, Let me check. I think that's accurate, but I just want to be sure. Also, newsflash. I would rather be anywhere than New York right now if I'm Melo. I don't care where you send me to play. If I'm Melo, after the last two years of everything that they did to Melo. I mean, that was Phil Jackson. He's gone. You can't say it was it was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson wasn't the only one in that in that organization. But Phil Jackson was the decision maker, though. But, I mean, he likes New York, man. Like, I'm I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. So he can be up after this year. Oh, play, so play, play out this year and then opt out. He has an opt out. There you go. So that that wasn't the reason. Melo doesn't want to play in certain cities, which is fine. You're also gonna play in New York this year. No, you're not getting traded. Wear a hoodie all year. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. He's not getting traded. He may, maybe he will, since he's not getting traded. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, it's it's it sucks that he's not getting traded too. I honestly, I I wouldn't have minded him in Washington. I I felt like that would have been a uh, mellow. A solid, a solid look for him, but you know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, HP just tweeted it. Chris Paul is a Rocket. Paul George is a Thunder. Kyrie's a Celtic. Isaiah's a Cav. Jimmy Butler's a Wolf. All this is this is offseason. Yeah, this offseason has been crazy. This offseason has been crazier than most, I feel like. This offseason, last offseason was probably crazier because of the money. Yeah. But this offseason, in terms of player movement, is insane. Crazy. But, like, this is just people reacting to the Warriors, which is so insane. Like, think about The league is broke. This is just the Warriors' reaction. Like, it's so It's not even just the – it's KD. It's more KD than anything else. Because even if if the Warriors never get KD – If the Warriors didn't have KD, then – They're still a great team, but I feel like people think they're beatable. Even though they won seventy three games without KD, I still think people are like, ah, we can if you know we do certain things, we can beat them. Right now it's like, what do we do? Oh, you know what? Let's push our timetable back three, four years. And most teams yeah. are pushing their timetable back three or four years, unless you already have your your super mega star like Houston, and you can't you can't push your timetable back because James Harden is going to walk. Yeah, I it, it's <laughs> tough, man. Like I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at teams for doing this, but it also, I mean, it does kind of suck. For, like, cause I, I enjoy watching the Warriors, but I also would like to see yeah. teams actually try. You yeah, know? and I, I feel like, um, yeah, it's in like the case in the case of the Celtics where they could have had full potential All Star players. Like, I thought that that would put them over a hump. That yeah. would uh, that would have put them over Cleveland for me, and that was the first hump. After that, 
you have to get past Cleveland to even be in the ballpark of the Warriors, right? So that would at least put them over Cleveland for me. But um, what, how many teams are actually trying this year? It's, it feels like it's like four or five teams, and that's it. I mean, what are we counting as trying? Teams that are actively trying to improve in order to play with the Warriors. It's probably not even – it's probably three. You can't really say the Celtics. Not because they – like, I do think they, they probably did improve. Or not uh, – I, I don't know. They're difficult. It's difficult to say with them. Um, Cleveland, I, I guess we could say, is act, are actively going about trying to improve. Houston, I have a take. Oh, what's the take? I don't think Houston got better. That's a, it's a bit steep for me. I, I mean, okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they got worse. I just don't think they got better. I think I they're, they're going to be about the same as they were last year. A second round knockout. Sure. Okay. I, I, okay. Are they better than? They're better than OKC. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think so. I think they'll be better in the regular season. I don't know. I don't know. I love Paul George. Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you know what? You're right. Yes, playoff Paul George is playoff Paul right. George is in the playoffs. Paul George is probably a top five player. Okay, so all right, so they're not better. They're not better he's, than they're not better than OKC. Wait, real quick, let me just clarify. He's easily a top ten player. I don't know where he is after that. He's easily a top ten player in the playoffs. Every he's single as time, a, yo, he's and as unguardable like, as and they then come. In the last ten seconds of the game, he is like a bottom. Yeah, bottom like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, it doesn't matter now. He got Westbrook now. <laughs> oh, great! Like what? What? Doesn't matter. Paul George, like what? Doesn't matter. None of that matters. Westbrook is there. It's fine. It's everything is fine. Westbrook is there. But Paul in in the playoffs, Paul George is a top ten player. Paul George is at, he's as unguardable as anybody you name outside of Katie and LeBron, probably. Other than those two guys, he's probably as unguardable as anybody else in the league in the playoffs. Um, who else is there? You said Oklahoma City. Are they better than the Spurs? Will probably be the next question, right? Yeah. Um, probably. But again, when the playoffs come, <laughs> bro, yeah. they beat them without Ka- without uh, Kawhi, like, <laughs> like. Doesn't make sense, man. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I do feel like Chris Paul changes some things for them, but like it doesn't it, it it makes them more talented, but it also doesn't address the the needs that they had last year, which were like that's, well that's why I think they're the same team. Yeah. Um but like they lost to the Spurs without Kawhi. And Kawhi dominated their whole series when he played. He did. So I don't know. Again, when, when when we talk about this again in the playoffs, Kawhi was the best player in the, in the league. During that run for the Spurs, he was the best player in the league. 
So I don't know. I don't know. If Kawhi's gonna be the best player in the league next year in the playoffs, are are they better? With are you better than the, than the when the Rockets are the best player in the league and the best probably the best coach? Okay, so so all right, so they're the fourth the fourth seed. Are they? Probably. Who's next? Give me another team in the West. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, they're better than Minnesota. They're better than Minnesota. Um, Denver. Better than they're, Denver. Hold on, hold on. Let me. They're better than Minnesota unless Andrew Wiggins makes a mini jump. And if you know what, let me. I'm taking that completely back because if if Cat is Cat from the second half of the year. And Jimmy yeah. Butler is still Jimmy Butler, and Andrew. If Andrew Wiggins can make a slight jump, yeah, Cat was good. Cat just got if he, if he just plays defense. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, that's for everybody on Minnesota. Yeah, if that team could just, they just and, defend, man, like I think they will. Tibbs, they defend. They, they, well, Tibbs system is hard to get. So I think that first year was a. And they're also all young. Yeah, that's a. Jimmy, they added Jimmy, they added Jimmy Butler. They added Todd Gibson. They added um. No, they might. I mean, they don't have. They still don't have no shooter. But they might cause some problems. Yeah, oh, God, I mean, listen, like, bro, when the playoffs come. I mean, this year, this year, I'm excited for this year. So am I. I'm um, excited for this year, even though the Warriors might run through everyone. Like you said, Denver next, right? I don't. I mean, I don't, I'm just rattling teams off in my head. They're, yeah, they're better than Denver. They're better than Denver. They're better than the Clippers. They're better than. Even though with the Clippers, nah. Hold on, hear me out. I think it's over. I do too. But if is a big if. If Blake, what if Blake goes back to what was it? MVP, oh, MVP, uh, yeah. What was it? Fifteen. Runner, runner up, Blake. Yeah, like what if he goes back to that Blake? That would be fun. First of all, It'd be fun to see. Yeah. Not also not playing until December, so whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. And Gallinari also hurt his hand, and yeah, I mean it's already looking like a yeah, it's a, it's looking like the worst case scenarios for the Clippers. And DeAndre Jordan is probably leaving LeBron the minute he tweeted, can. Yeah. yeah, he tweeted some about Kyrie. Um, about somebody made a, a picture of Kyrie's jersey and put up, like you know, how they they do the fake we're gonna burn a jersey thing. Yeah. He put up a, um somebody put up a picture like thanks for the memories or something like that. Instead, of, uh, they put like a note on his jersey instead of burning it, and then LeBron said that's the way you um you show a appreciation or something like that. Uh, it's such a talented oh, so, kid, much respect, blah blah blah. He was very very. Yeah, he's very yeah, political. Please do that to my jersey next year when I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly what that was. Also, LeBron is probably happy as hell right now. <laughs> they just got Jake Crowder. No, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, I think Bron is like, yo. I mean, I'm not no. going to act like I have any insight to what LeBron thinks, right? But like, this is the first time anyone has ever said, "Yo, I ain't trying to play with LeBron James," and that's weird as hell for LeBron. It's, it's weird for us. You know what I'm saying? Like the only person that is not weird for is Kyrie Irving because he he feels like he is great. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean I not like Brown might be happy that uh you know Kyrie like he don't have to deal with uh 
not, it's not even that. I don't think it's that. I mean, when I say LeBron's probably happy, I mean, IT may not be as good of a player, but I think IT's better next to Bron. Like, he probably he may be better next to Bron. And the other thing is, like we were saying earlier, Jay Crowder is probably the perfect small ball four next to LeBron. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I feel like LeBron is already thinking of this Kevin Love at center, small ball lineup. And no, he's he probably like, is. yeah, he's probably smiling like, Jesus, all the space around me. And, yeah, LeBron has to be thinking about. It. But um, no, nah, I, I I do I, I that still trips me out. It's like this is this is the first time. Like this is the start of LeBron becoming the uh, the Kobe Bryant. Nobody wants to play with with Kobe. I wouldn't go that far. I, Kyrie's. I, a, nah, I think, that's what it is. That's what I it think, is. I really think Kyrie's a special case. I know. And that's I, what I'm, happened I'm, when. I'm also saying that. But not a little bit, but I'm also saying that while also acknowledging the fact that LeBron is probably really, really hard to deal with behind the scenes. Oh, definitely. Really hard to deal with behind the scenes. For his team. I, I had a tweet the other day, which, which like, I'm still thinking about now. Like, it, it is so crazy how every time LeBron leaves a situation, the team just breaks down. Like, if, it, if he were to leave – the Cavaliers, like the Cavaliers, just set themselves up nicely today. Yeah. But before today, if he were to leave the Cavaliers again, it would all go to trash. Everything like, would go to hell. Even yeah, I mean it's weird. Even like that happened in Miami is the weirdest part for me. Yeah, and, and Miami's like that. That case was because I mean, like I I feel like if they kept um if if Bosch wasn't yeah unhealthy yeah. like if the Bosch thing never happens, it's probably different. It would be different, but yeah. but at the same time, like D Wade broke apart, he left. Uh, the Dragic trade went down. They mortgaged their future for him, and then he wasn't that good. In the immediate, like he was good last year. Um, he wasn't good next to Wade. Yeah, he was. He definitely wasn't good next to Wade. Like that wasn't a good look. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like Whiteside would still have the same growth there um next to lebron like maybe he would be even better or maybe he would i don't know but he probably would have the same growth I feel like he'd be a little bit better he'd be like a super tristan thompson right but but like i i just think it's interesting though that um that that it, it just keeps happening like it, it it makes me like it makes me think about well what what it is to play with the cleveland with thing the cleveland thing the first time it's it's been well documented. Uh, LeBron behind the scenes, LeBron was a nightmare, right? For for them and the organization I mean, also placated so, to everything. But no, I'm, I'm not putting it all on LeBron because the organization definitely did everything LeBron asked. And I don't know if you can do that as an organization because once that guy leaves, he, he takes everything with him. Um, and they also did a horrible job at building around. There's a lot of things about the Cleveland thing the first time that they did. Absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say they did a horrible job building around yeah. him, and also like I felt like the um, the narrative afterward was was LeBron um, like he was a, a terror to deal with, and him and his crew were but, like so uh, terrible. But like but I also felt thing, like that was just them manufacturing something so that I they think, could say we ain't want LeBron anyway. I think a little bit was them. I mean, was was them just you know trying to spin the narrative around? But I do think there was a little bit of truth to that. I think LeBron is. Like I, I do think LeBron is probably hard to deal with. 
I, I mean, but that's LeBron. because that's just because he as as a player, LeBron is like he he likes to have control. Yeah, which is and, like, but that, but that's what I mean by it, hard to deal with. I don't like I don't think LeBron is just is like an asshole who's like. Uh, it's my way or nothing else, or you can't like. I don't think it's that, but I do think LeBron wants. He wants what he wants. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? Like like right. LeBron knows what he wants, and he know he he knows how to get it, and he's going to go ahead and get it. And you as an organization, you're either going to help him get it, or you're going to get out of his way. Right. And I, when I say he's hard to deal with, I don't mean from a standpoint other than just if I was running an organization, if I'm. I hate saying if I'm Dan Gilbert, but if I'm Dan Gilbert, LeBron is probably hard for me to deal with. Even before uh, the the letter and all that stupid stuff that I did, the first time LeBron is probably hard to deal with. Yeah, this this time it's probably very awkward to deal with him. But it's also probably the same issue where LeBron is like, I don't go to y'all for anything. Just get out of my y'all stay out of my way and let me do what I'm gonna do. Let's talk about that a little bit, cause like I, I think, um, I think this deal for the Cavaliers is interesting in that, like it, like we said, it helps them win now, it helps them build toward the future. But like, also like I, I feel like this is the, this is the Cavaliers taking a stand and saying, okay, we, we know that there's a possibility that LeBron leaves next year. And this is this is us. Yeah, a possibility. Is great without him, and like that's the first time that they've done it. Like they've been proactive in this, without because they they haven't been able to get a commitment from him. Well, they should. Right, and they de- I I agree. They definitely should. As much as I say I hate Dan Gilbert, I I am all for organ like organizations do have to take that into account no matter what like it's a business both ways um players should do what's in their best interest but all organizations should also do what's in their best interest i will never say anything bad about a player doing what's in his best interest if lebron feels like he doesn't want to be there anymore and lebron leaves that's lebron's choice i would never say nothing bad about lebron hell if a guy was on my team and left if a guy was on the Sixers and left if mb leaves in three years or five or four years or whatever it's going to end up being. If he leaves, fine. Players got to do what's best. What's in the best interest for them? I know. But the organization I, also has to do what's in the best interest for them. I'm just saying that it's interesting that it's actually happening. Because, you know, like, not like, well, they if have the to thing find... didn't happen the first time, they probably don't do it. I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest too, though, because this isn't. It's not like they're the best. They're the most. They're like the smartest run organization. Right. The first time never happens, they probably don't do this. If LeBron never, if LeBron never leaves, and maybe let's say LeBron gets hurt for three years, <laughs> if LeBron was hurt for for those three years, they still end up with Kyrie, and all this stuff still happen. They don't do this. You know what kind of injury that was? <laughs> Look, man, his doctor had to reboot the his program. <laughs> And it takes like three years to load him. I don't know. Whatever. LeBron retires like Jordan and decides to play football. They don't do why this. Why he would waste his career like that? All right, bro. I'm making up scenarios, but still. He never come back to basketball. 
If, all right, if LeBron retires and plays kickball. <laughs> that would be funny. LeBron's just like, look, it's always been my dream to play kickball professionally. Marcus Morris is heading to court. But... I'm starting my, my own kickball league. Oh, my God, that lightning outside. Um, But no, yeah, if that happens, <laughs> right, it just lit up the whole street. Ooh. But no, if, if that happens, then they, then they don't do this, right? They don't take the precautions to protect themselves for their future. They just stupidly go about their their business, basically. So, I don't know. But other than that, um, really quick, because this, this discussion was going on on Twitter, and it was kind of in my mentions a little bit. What players are untouchable? Is um, there a player that's untouchable in the league? A yeah, true untouchable player? Yeah, I, I would say um, KD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Davis. Um, LeBron Towns. I would say LeBron if he was if he didn't just have one year left on this deal. Well, I mean, it's situational for LeBron, but so we're normally, saying like all things equal. Yeah, normally LeBron's a subject. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron definitely. Towns, Kawhi. Um, yeah. Is Kawhi. that it? That's probably it. Let me see. Devin Booker apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, that that's probably it. Um. Westbrook. Westbrook ain't hard. Yeah, Harden, yeah, Westbrook. Westbrook's on his last year, so it's situational again, but if not, yeah. if it was a situation on the year, Westbrook. Um Giannis. Yeah. Giannis is definitely untouchable. Giannis might be Giannis might be the most untouchable player in the league right now, bro. Uh Towns. Is that for now? Until yeah, Ben plays, <laughs> you're so I'm, excited. I'm not joking. That is not a joke. You're so excited. I, I enjoy Yo. this. I'm happy for you. Oh my god, he is so good. <laughs> people, people don't understand how good he is. And this is off. This is me going off of college and summer league. And some small workout stuff that I saw without people noticing. Ah, uh, Jason. Yeah, this is off of certain stuff that I've, I was able to see. Um, being affiliated with certain people. So. Certain people. Sources. Sources, Sources say. Sources show me some stuff. Nah, um, I went to one of his, not really a workout, but not. I work out per se. So, you really yeah. need to uh, to get on this uh, breaking news stuff. Oh man, uh, I, I can't because people would know. They, they, people in the organization would know who I get it from. So, fair enough. Yeah, get a news source. Yeah, I would never do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think that's it, though. That's probably the list of untouchable guys. Yeah, it's all season. Other than 
crazy trades happening. There's really nothing to talk about other than that. So yeah, other, that than, note, other than you know, yeah, the crazy trades, you know, which we know. spoke about it in length. So on that note, this has been another episode of the No Name Podcast. Sykes, you got anything you need to plug? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike D Sykes. I have been tweeting all my content. I have a, a Twitter moment of content. Ah, damn it! I'm gonna ask you about the um, NBA J. The what? It was, is am I saying the wrong NBA J? Right? Oh, NABJ. NABJ. Okay. NABJ. I meant to ask you. We'll do another podcast and talk about it. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely do a pod on that. Oh, um, we'll definitely do. Come to Detroit next year. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm going. I actually have to get information from you so I can make sure I am going. Um, I'm definitely going next year. Actually, I'm pretty sure the whole team is going. So that'd be that'd be fun. Get a table. Um, yeah, that'd definitely be fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, definitely follow Sykes on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, SGames15. Is it 15? Ah, damn it. SGames31. <laughs> keep switching it. No, I haven't switched it in a while. I just keep forgetting. SGames31. Um, and yeah, other than that, we out, people.